It's not official yet, but we're almost there. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang is to sign a new deal with the Arsenal. Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna. It's another edition of our Transfer Update Show. And as always, we've got lots to discuss. But today, the big news is the reports uh, saying that Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang will end the speculation with regards to his future and sign a new three-year contract with the Arsenal. Now, we've been telling you that this has been coming for a while now, but... It's uh, come from uh, some more reliable sources than me um, today. We've had the report come out from The Athletic. David Ornstein and James McNicholas uh, together published a report earlier on today, um, which detailed a little bit more about the negotiations uh, between Arsenal and Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. So we're going to have a quick look at that report. We're also going to be talking a little bit about Arsenal's interest in Hussem Awar, and we'll also be discussing the future of Emiliano Martinez. All of that and more to come on today's edition of the Transfer Update Show. If you've got any questions, I'm going to ask you to hold fire on those. Keep them in the chat and I'll ask you to put those to me a little bit later on in the stream. Um, but if you put them in now in the comments, they'll probably get lost. I won't be able to find them when I need them and then I'll unfortunately uh, miss those. So please uh, hold on to your questions for now and we'll come to those a little bit later on in the podcast. But feel free to comment on anything we're discussing uh, during the show. You're always welcome to put your opinions across. And of course, as always, I'll be sharing some of those with the wider audience. Right. Um, let's start off with the big news, of course. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang uh, will sign a three-year contract at Arsenal. That is according to the Athletics report today. Uh, David Ornstein tweeted earlier on. He shared the report. It was around about eight hours ago now. He said, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang to end speculation over Arsenal future by signing a new three-year contract, which will enable him to become the best-paid AFC player. Arteta intervention key and relations with the 31-year-old plus his father were fundamental Sorry, to getting the deal over the line. So what does that tell you? It tells you that Mikel Arteta was instrumental in that deal. Now, you know, some people are still on the fence about Mikel Arteta. Some people still wonder, um, you know, what it is that he brings to the table. And I know there have been a lot of you that have been critical of Mikel Arteta. That's not the majority. The majority have been fully supportive of him, but there are still some people out there who question whether he's the right man for this job. Well, the fact that he's been instrumental in tying down our most important bit of business, I would say, um, that we're going to do in the next two or three years, um, tells you all you need to know about Mikel Arteta, about the relationship he has with the players and about the influence he has at the moment. These players believe in what Mikel Arteta is trying to do. These players believe in the project and these players would agree that he is taking Arsenal on the right path for now. Now, of course, he's going to need backing. Of course, he's going to need more support from the hierarchy, from the powers that be at Arsenal. But this is a real, real positive step. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang is such an important part of this team. Not only is he our captain, he's our top goal scorer. I mean, I dread to think where Arsenal would have been... Um, 
you know, last season had Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang not scored the goals that he did. I think there were some stats flying around on that, saying that we would have been in the bottom half of the table. I'm sure that probably would have been the case. He was that important. And you only need to look at sort of his goal record since he's come to Arsenal to understand how crucial, how key, how pivotal this guy has been. Yes, he's 31 years old. Yes, there will be questions raised about whether a three-year contract is too long, just like there were questions raised about Willian when we done that signing. But from an Arsenal perspective, you just have to get these deals done. You have to get these players. And if the only way you're going to sign them up is by meeting their terms, which in Aubameyang's case, he wanted a three-year deal, then that has got to be what you do. It's as simple as that. And just to, to give you an idea, just to look at his goal record, and I know you guys have probably seen this already. I'm sure we've spoken about this on the show previously, but 110 Arsenal appearances, 71 goals and 15 assists. That is a remarkable return uh, for a forward player. That is a remarkable return. It's brilliant. Um, you know, it, it's 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 incredible. It's as good as anybody um, out there and Arsenal are certainly not in a position now where we can go out and buy a you know a 50 60 million pound striker in which case and, and, sorry and even if you did even if you did spend 50 60 million pound on a striker nowadays are you guaranteed to get the kind of goal return that Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang's brought to the table no of course you're not of course you're not so we've got to be pleased with this uh, the official announcement has still not come but we understand that it is imminent. Now that the report's broken um, from a, a very reliable source in The Athletic, in, in David Ornstein, uh, James McNicholas's name is on that report as well. So we shouldn't um, sort of overlook his contribution as well. Um, but, you know, th this says to me that the deal is done. I've been saying to you guys for a few weeks now that it is done. Um, and, and I am buzzing. I'm really, really excited. And I can't wait till the... Um, the, the announcement comes out. I'm sure Arsenal are going to get creative with that. Well, I hope they are. And I look forward uh, to sort of the response from people, uh, from those people in particular who were sceptical over whether this deal was going to happen or not. You know, there have been a lot of people in recent times who have gone, oh, well, you know, why hasn't he signed yet? Is he waiting to see the transfer business? Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang is going to sign. We've got it on good authority now. Um Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang has agreed a new contract with Arsenal and these are really, really exciting times as the club continue to progress. Now, I said it before, I'll say it again. I've probably already said it on this show today, but I'm so excited. I'm going to say it once more. This will be the most significant piece of business that Arsenal do during this transfer window and probably for the next two or three transfer windows to come. Do not underestimate how important this is for the club, how important this is in terms of our ambitions moving forward and what a statement this is to all of those other clubs out there that were looking at Arsenal as a, a weak entity, as a club that w couldn't, you know, wouldn't or couldn't hold on to their best players. We're keeping Aubameyang. Aubameyang is staying and now we can continue to build this team around him and hopefully achieve a Champions League qualification. Right, let's come over to some of your live comments. Then we're going to talk a little bit about um, the wages because there are some reports flying around about the salary that, that Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang is supposed to be getting. We know that um, it says he could become asked, well, the report, sorry, says he could become Arsenal's highest paid player, but we're not sure if that is in relation or if that can only happen 
if he achieves certain bonuses or if that is to do with his basic salary. Look, whatever the money is, I don't give a shit. He deserves it. We needed to keep him. He, you know, needed that to be convinced. He deserves it given the contribution he's made. And so I'm not going to make too much of that. Um, I, I don't think, you know, we should be sitting here worrying about the club forking out that kind of money. It's not our money, is it? And as I said on a on a recent show, the problem with modern day football fans is that we all think we're bloody accountants. So let's not worry about the wages. We'll touch on it a little bit. I'll share with you guys some of the reports that have been doing the rounds in relation to that. But um, let's go over to some of your comments for the time being. Uh, Omar says, finally, it's done and dusted. 375k is a bit iffy. If it is 375k, um, I have to admit, but he's earned it. Uh, Adamola says, hey, Harry, love the show. I'm really expectant for us this season. This is the impact that a signing um, or, a, you know, a contract extension for someone as good um, and as important as Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. This is what it does. It lifts a fan base completely. Uh, William Bell says, sign the team. Um, uh, Mario says, it's about time. Uh, Hamza says he's already signed. Um, John Cover says, hi, Harry, how you doing? Hope all is well. Another great show incoming. Thank you very much, mate. Um, looking forward to, to talking uh, through the, the transfer stories with you guys today. As always, um, the Arsenal Luchador says, uh, ha, Arsenal will pay him mucho pesos. <laughs> um, Peter Presley says Arsenal could be the dark horse this season. Only with Awar and Partey. Daryl Kane says, well-deserved. It is well-deserved well indeed. Um, he's been so, so important. He's performed consistently. And I look forward to seeing more of Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang in an Arsenal shirt now that this speculation is set to end with regards to his future. Uh, Daruv says, do you think it is better to have Oba on his current wages for one year or have him on an expensive contract for another three years? I still think that Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang is in excellent shape. I still think that Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang has got at least two seasons at the very, very top. And so I'm fine with Arsenal doing this deal. Look, it's not just about the financials. It's the it's the statement. It's the point that this makes. It's the, you know, all of a sudden Arsenal are not this pushover club who, whenever their players get towards the end of their contract, they're important players that they can just get the hump, walk away and we're helpless to it or other clubs can come in and and take him away from us. Now, I do think to a degree we've been helped by sort of the current circumstances, by the current situation. Um, obviously, it's a horrible situation. It's an unfortunate situation, but, you know, it has benefited us. I actually believe that because I think there are there were clubs that had this sort of COVID-19 not happened, had they not lost the income that they lost, then maybe there would have been some clubs sort of knocking at the door, trying to turn Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang's head. But the situation is what it is. And Arsenal have persuaded him to stay. Mikel Arteta has been key, key in that, sorry. And we should be thrilled. We should be really, really pleased, really, really excited uh, by what is to come from Arsenal in the next uh, few years. Um... Let's see. There's a few questions on various other subjects, but we're going to come to those uh, in a little bit. Uh, Jose Jimenez says he's going to bang them in. Uh, absolutely. Um, William Bell says, can't help but be optimistic about our chances this season, given our new manager, new mindset, new aspirations and new signings, not to mention 
new backroom staff. So yeah, um, yeah, let's uh, let's be excited. Let's be happy. Let's be pleased. Um, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang is going to sign a contract. Right. Let's uh, move forward. Right. I just want to quickly urge you guys before I jump onto the next subject that if you haven't already, please, please um, smash the like button. Uh, we're 100 subscribers away from hitting 8,000, which when you consider just a couple of weeks ago, um, we were uh, we were talking about hitting 6,000 is incredible. So please, if you're new to the channel, subscribe, like the stream as well. And uh, let's move on to talk about our next topic of discussion today, which is the future of Emiliano Martinez. Now, I think Saturday's game is going to be key in shaping what happens with Emiliano Martinez because he's made it very clear he wants to be a number one. He loves Arsenal Football Club. He wants to stay. I don't think there's any question in that. I think that Emiliano Martinez is an Arsenal man. He's been with the club for about 10 years now. But now is the point in his career where he wants to push on, where he wants to be uh, a number one. And and at Arsenal, he's obviously had an opportunity recently since, you know, Bern Leno picked up that injury. Since the Brighton game, he has very, very much been the number one. But Bern Leno has returned to fitness now. And I think that this is going to... This is going to play a massive part in what he decides to do. Because if he is not selected on Saturday, I hope he is because he's earned it. And as I've said on previous streams, he's not done anything wrong to warrant being dropped. But I still kind of believe that, that Bern Leno in, in the football club's sort of opinion is still the, the number one, the go-to. And if Bern Leno comes back into the side on Saturday, that says to Emmy Martinez, I feel that he's not going to get a fair crack of the whip in terms of proving himself as the number one. What more could Emi Martinez have done to show that he's deserving of that position going into the first game of the season? He, you know, he's been excellent. He hasn't, you know, touch wood. He's been, uh, you know, error-free. He's made some excellent saves. He's been a calming presence, a dominating presence in the defence. He's been very good with set pieces. He's been very good with his shot stopping. His distribution's been excellent. I mean, you, you you can't fault the performances that Emi Martinez has been turning in since he got given the opportunity to take up that mantle as number one. And if, and only if, um, Mikel Arteta decides to, to drop him, what message does that send to Emi Martinez? It sends the message that actually, mate, no matter what, no matter what you do, sorry, no matter how well you perform, in my mind, Bern Leno is the number one. And then if that was to happen, you could understand why Emi Martinez may then think, you know what, as much as I love Arsenal Football Club, I'm not happy to just be a cup goalkeeper. I'm not happy um, with the current situation. I feel like I've done all I could have done to earn that position and I've still been overlooked. So I think that Saturday will, will tell you whether the two goalkeepers are going to be going head to head for the, the, the course of the season going, you know, uh, up against each other in terms of their performances, battling for that number one shirt. Or if, you know, Martinez's efforts have been appreciated, but were ultimately in vain because Mikel Arteta is going to turn back to Bern Leno. I don't know what's going to happen. I can't predict what's going to happen. I like to think that given the way Mikel Arteta has conducted himself and the way he's operated um, since becoming Arsenal boss, that he will pick his team on merit above anything else. 
you know, I accept the argument from both sides. I think you could argue that that Martinez deserves to be the number one. I think you can also argue that actually prior to his injury, Bernd Leno didn't do an awful lot wrong and was unfortunate to lose his place. But that's the way it goes. That's how football works. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's a tough one. And it's probably one of the more difficult decisions that Mikel Arteta will have to make going into Saturday's game at Fulham. So let me know your thoughts. Who's your number one? Uh, Emmy Martinez, Bern Leno, who would you like to see in between the sticks? And we know, of course, that there is a, an interest in Martinez from Aston Villa. We know that is a real genuine interest. Um, Dean Smith's side looking to bring in a goalkeeper this summer and Emmy Martinez is very much on their wish list. They will be looking at Saturday's situation as closely as anybody else um, as they wait to see uh, whether or not he'll be given the opportunity to continue as Arsenal's number one and, and whether that will influence um, whether or not he moves away from the club during this transfer window. So we're going to have to wait and see. But this situation it is is a difficult one. It's it's probably, as I said, the most difficult decision Mikel Arteta will have to make this weekend. Does he upset Emmy? Does he, I guess, I don't know if he's going to lose credibility with the dressing room, but I guess when you're preaching about non-negotiables, people being committed, people performing, people being concentrated, people maintaining a certain standard, then... If you then go back on that and you kind of dismiss what you, your own sort of principles to replace him with someone who hasn't played in the Arsenal goal for a long, long time, not in a competitive fixture anyway, are you kind of going back on yourself? Are you doing yourself damage? Are you doing your reputation damage within the dressing room? Will the rest of the team look on and think, hold on a minute, you know, we like Bern Leno, but actually Emmy being dropped is a little bit unfair given the displays that he's turned in. I don't know. Lots to discuss, lots to debate. Let us know your thoughts um, in the comments section below. Um, just a quick apology if the quality of the video has dropped a little bit. Um, I've got it set so that if it does, uh, slight, if the connection slightly dips, then the quality of the video slightly dips as well, just so that you guys can um, continue watching without any interruptions. Of course, this show goes out on all of the audio platforms too. Um, and we've got a great deal of subscribers over there as well. So I'm keen for the audio above everything else to be as good as it possibly can be. Um, so uh, I, I do apologize about that. But fingers crossed, uh, as I said to you guys a few days ago, there are some internet issues here. I am working on it and I hope uh, to have it resolved within the coming days. So, uh, yeah, fingers crossed on that. Um, just a quick reminder of how you can become a patron of the podcast. If you head over to patreon.com forward slash the Chronicles of Aguna, you can support the podcast for just three pounds a month. With that, you'll receive access to exclusive content, priority on the fans show, priority when submitting questions for our experts, a gift after three months of membership and a direct messaging line in to me. Um, if you wish to talk anything Arsenal at any time, you can always drop me a line. Uh, the Patreon messages come directly to my inbox. Quick announcement as well. Uh, Adrian Clark will be returning to the show 
on Tuesday night. We'll be going live at 8.30pm UK time. We'll be looking back on the Fulham game and discussing any other transfer news that emerges between now and then. So that is one to look forward to. Um, did great numbers on the, the last show. Lots of positive comments. So thank you for your continued support. And I hope you guys enjoy the next instalment as much as you did the last one. Um, finally, let's move on to talk about Hussem Owa. Now, Fabrizio Romano, uh, well-respected journalist in the game. He recently reported, or earlier today actually, um, that Arsenal still want Awar. Awar very much wants a move to the Premier League. Um, the, the price tag has been set at 60 million euros, but Arsenal have not made a new offer since their uh, offer of a swap deal involving Matteo Genduzzi was rebuffed. Now, we're hearing uh, that Awar has kind of made his intentions clear that he wants to leave Leon. He's, he's not kept it a secret. He's told the club they're fully aware of what the player wants, but now it's up to somebody to meet that valuation, to offer a deal that suits everybody and will get Hussein Awa out of the French league. And we'll have to see how that develops, um, how that develops, uh, you know, over the course of the, um, of the next few weeks between now and the end of the transfer window. But it does feel, uh, very much like Hussein Awar's made it clear he wants to go, but can Arsenal stump up that kind of money? Will they be able to to get some players out of the door in order to raise some funds and hopefully uh, be able to meet the price for Hussein Awar? Now, if Hussein Awar is adamant that he wants to leave Lyon, if uh, they're adamant that they want 60 million euros and it gets sort of towards the end of the transfer window and he makes it, uncomfortable and he makes it very very clear that he, he wants out maybe just maybe you'll see a deal struck um which involves installments in which case that would be a lot easier for Arsenal to get the deal done for Arsenal to bring him to the Emirates Stadium but these are all ifs these are all buts and I, I'll stress this point um you know the interest is there. We know that Leon have, have been very open, very transparent about that. But I still feel like this is going to be a difficult one for Arsenal to get over the line, um, at least until they uh, manage to sell some players. And um, yeah, then we'll uh, we'll see if the money is um, it is there and the money's available. Um, let's see uh, what else you guys have got to say. A um, couple of you. Uh, sort of mentioning the uh the quality of the the video stream um again i do apologize I've, I've said it over the last few days i've got internet issues but um that should be resolved in the next few days i do apologize when you watch it back on playback i think the quality will be better uh, so you're probably thinking what on earth is he talking about now but um I am aware of the issues. I didn't want to stop bringing you guys the show. Didn't want to stop bringing you the streams until it was resolved. So you're just going to have to bear with me. And I appreciate your patience and your support. But um, we should get that resolved, uh, hopefully over the weekend. There's a plan in place. Um, let's see what else we've got here. Uh, lots of you making your points uh, about Leno and Martinez. It's quite split, actually. Uh, there are people that want to see Leno reinstated. There are people that want to see Emmy Martinez um keep his place so uh let's let's see uh how Mikel Arteta sees it that is the most important at the end of the day isn't it um who does Mikel Arteta think is the best who does Mikel Arteta think will be um you know 
will be the one to, to keep goal for Arsenal and help us achieve our targets throughout the course of the season. Let's see. Let's see how that develops. And I think, as I've said, Saturday uh, will tell us a lot about Mikel Arteta's sort of opinion on the goalkeeping situation and about Mikel Arteta's ideas around who should and who shouldn't uh, or, does, or who warrants and who doesn't warrant being the club's number one. It's really tough, isn't it? It's a really difficult one. Um, just 60 likes at the moment, but there are over 300 of you watching. So if you haven't already, please, please do smash that like button. It would be very much appreciated. Subscribe to the channel. If you're new, as I said, we're just 100 subscribers, or we were at the start of the show, away from hitting 8,000, which would be another excellent milestone. So please feel free to... Uh, to subscribe if you are new to the channel and now is your opportunity to get your questions in the live chat put your questions in put a cue at the start so i can differentiate the questions from the comments and i'll go through as many of those as i possibly can between now and the end of this live stream um let's see um there's a lot of people sort of asking the question about david lewis um is David Lewis injured? Is he going to be out for a sustained period of time? Um, you know, there are reports of it. We haven't had official confirmation from the club yet. We don't know uh, exactly what the situation is with, with, with the Brazilian. It's a neck injury, we're told. Um, it's an injury that could see him out for three months, apparently, at worst, which would be a disaster, in my opinion, because I know... Not everybody's David Lewis's biggest fan, but he has shown that, you know, he's he's a really important part of this system and of this team. He's a leader on and off the pitch uh, in a back three, looks a completely different player. But, you know, yes, he has his faults, but if we were to lose him now at this stage of the season, I think it would be a huge, huge blow. It would mean relying on Saliba and Gabriel probably when the reality is that they're both very new to Arsenal um, I, I kind of hope that they would be sort of embedded in slowly. But, you know, I, I dread to think sort of the impact that it will have if David Lewis is indeed out for that period of time. Now, I've got to stress at this moment, at the time of recording this, these are just reports. It's not been confirmed by the club. We expect Mikel Arteta, obviously, to speak to the press um, between now and the game against uh, Fulham on Saturday. Let's see. Um but yeah, let's uh, keep our fingers crossed that it isn't a long-term injury. Fingers crossed. Um, right, let's go over to some of your questions. Um, David, uh, David, sorry. Is it David? David, let me know. He says, is David Raya... At... That should have been David. Is David Raya a good replacement for Martinez if he is sold? He seems to make a lot of mistakes. Look, I've not seen a great deal of David Raya. I don't follow the championship as closely as I should. I did cover the playoffs um, last season and I got a bit of a look at him there. And he looked OK, but yeah, he does look like a goalkeeper that's got a, a mistake in him. But the, the interesting thing is, is that there is staff at Arsenal that were at Brentford that identified David Raya as someone they wanted back when they signed him. So there is a relationship there. He is someone that is on the radar. Brentford have been very clear up until now that they don't want to sell David Raya. They very much see him as their number one goalkeeper going into the new season. But whether a deal can be done or not, I don't know. Look, if Arsenal make the right offer, then I'm sure Brentford, given their sort of business model and the way they do things, would be tempted to sell him. 
they've obviously raised some money from um, from Ollie Watkins already this summer. Significant amount of money. Will that mean that they can be a little bit more sort of firm on something like this uh, and on on David Raya if the interest was to come in? I don't know that Arsenal have made an official bid, but in terms of whether he would be a good replacement for Martinez if sold, I think he's certainly someone with a big future ahead of him and someone that would be signed with that view as someone who could develop and potentially be at the level um, of a number one. But, I mean, Martinez, as I said earlier on in the programme, has been excellent. Why would you want to let him go? For me, I'd I'd do everything to keep him at all costs. I really, really would. Um, I'd love to have both of those goalkeepers going into what's going to be a hectic, busy season full of fixtures in the Europa League, in the Cups. Uh, You know, the Premier League is also going to be played in a shorter time frame than normal. Of course, the season's five weeks or so shorter than it normally is because of the delays caused by COVID. So, yeah, look, um, I'd love to keep both. But David Raya kind of on the fence about that one not 100% sure uh, Avinit says hey Harry curious to know do you follow any ITK accounts and do you think some of them might have some info I think there are a lot of accounts that claim to be ITKs um, and I hate that term because you know it it, it just winds me up because a lot of them are you know a lot of it is bullshit a lot of it is nonsense some of it proves to be right in in the long run but if you look at how many things they come out with and how many of those actually come to fruition you'll probably find that a lot of them are uh frauds to be honest i don't follow specific accounts because they are itks i like to look around for my information i like to get as much as i can um, and then try myself to decipher what I think could be genuine, what isn't genuine. I never sit here and say that I know um, because I don't, uh, but I will often give my opinions and, and, and report uh, the reports that I think are, are the most likely, at least, to be uh, accurate. Um, Daryl says, is Napoli giving Arsenal any money for Socrates? How much is being offered for Torreira? So in terms of Socrates, uh, I think the deal that, that is being spoken about is around about three to four million euro. Um, that is what Napoli are willing to pay for Socrates. Of course, he's got a year left on his contract. He is 32 years old. I never expected Arsenal to get a, a significant sum for Socrates. So I'm not, you know, overly fussed by the fact that Napoli aren't willing to put a lot of money on the table. It's what I expected. It's what I thought the case would be. It's something is better than nothing. So, you know, yeah, um, but that is that is my information that it is around three to four million euros. That is the transfer fee being spoken about. But this deal is not done yet. It's by no means complete. And we're going to have to wait and see whether that one uh, materializes. In terms of Lucas Torreira, the last I heard, Fiorentina had made an offer uh, which compromised of a nine million euro loan fee, which would see him join La Viola for the 2020 uh, 21 campaign. And there would be an option uh, or an obligation, sorry, to buy clause at the end of that, which was rumoured to be around 12 to 13 million euro. So if you take the figure at 12, you're looking at a deal in total worth about 21 million euros for Lucas Torreira. Now, you could argue that that's sort of uh, quite a substantial loss, loss on what Arsenal paid for him. But the reality is his Arsenal career hasn't been as positive I don't think as we hoped it would be as due to a number of factors due to management. I would say in Unai Emery's case, it was clear that he wasn't the player he wanted. He he made no secret of that. He wanted somebody more in the profile 
of Steven and Zonzi. He ended up with Lucas Torreira. Didn't use him right, in my opinion. And the player's been homesick. He's had injuries. So I feel like if we were to do a deal that would see us pick up anything between 20 and 25 million pounds for Lucas Torreira, that would be worth considering, I would say. Um, let's see what, what else we've got here. Uh, big hello to those of you joining us a little bit later on in the program as well. Uh, I know um, some of you have just tuned in. If you have just tuned in, uh, smash that like button. Uh, subscribe to the channel if you are new. Let's see what Asa has to say. Hi, Harry. What are your thoughts on Awar telling Leon that he wishes to leave? Is this our best chance to beat out the other big clubs to the signing? Look, Awar has reportedly told Leon that he wants to go we don't know that he's told the club that he wants to go to Arsenal, but we are uh, aware that Arsenal's interest in Awa is very much genuine. We've had it confirmed uh, by uh, Leon's Janino, uh, you know, sporting director over there. He's made it clear that Arsenal are in for Hussein Awa, that they have discussed the potential of bringing him to the Emirates Stadium. But at this moment in time, we are no closer to a deal being done. Arsenal made an initial offer, which included Matteo Genduzzi, but Leon say he's not the profile of player they are looking for. They want 60 million euro. Arsenal, at the moment, have not tabled a bid anywhere near that. Is this our chance to beat the other clubs off? Yeah, I think under normal circumstances, there'd be a lot more interest in Hussein Awa. That's why if I was Arsenal, I'd stick my neck out I'd make the investment that's required, um, do whatever it takes to raise those funds. We expect to see some players leave, as we've already said. Hopefully that goes a long way in bridging the gap. But the more I think about this, the more I think it's going to be one of Awa or Partey, if any, uh, rather than two of them or both of them. I know a lot of people seem to think that that is a, a realistic possibility. I completely disagree. Um, I'll be shocked if we landed both of them. I'd love to see it. But as I said, I'd be I'd be absolutely shocked. Um, let's pick up a couple more questions before we round off uh, today's stream. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, apologies if I miss your question. There are a lot in the chat and sometimes I just scroll through and I miss uh, I miss some out and it's not intentional. I promise. Um Jay asks, Harry, would you take Lorenzo Pellegrini of Roma if we don't get a while as he has a buyout clause of 25 million? I, I don't know that that's his buyout clause. Um, you, you may know better than me. So, you know, um, I'm going to trust you on that for the sake of this, this, this sort of point. You know, Lorenzo Pellegrini, not for me, um, just doesn't really fit the profile of, of midfielder that I feel Arsenal are lacking. Now, I feel like... You know, I keep getting asked this question, Partey or Awa, Partey or Awa. And I always lean to Partey because I feel like that physicality that he would bring is something that Arsenal are crying out for. Would Hussein Awa bring that? Not necessarily. But what he would bring is technical ability and quality that I feel Arsenal need more of. In terms of technical ability, in terms of passing range, in terms of intelli football intelligence, I do think when you look past... Danny Ceballos, who's obviously rejoined the club on loan. Granit Xhaka doesn't have a partner really in there that can bring that to the table. Hussein Awa would bring that quality. Pellegrini would bring that quality to an extent as well. But he's not in that top bracket for me. He's not in that bracket of player that we should be looking to break the bank on. Look, 25 million on Lorenzo Pellegrini would feel like very much like a, 
one of those signings where, you know, a bit like some of the ones we've done over recent years, Ginduzi, Torreira, where they're kind of like, yeah, you know what, they 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 seem to be decent, okay signings, but are they going to push Arsenal onto that next level? The way a Husemawame, the way Thomas Partey might? No, I don't think so. So for that reason, I'm not sure at a time when Arsenal are clearly financially not in the greatest position, I'm not sure that that kind of investment on someone like Lorenzo Pellegrini would be would be wise. But that's just obviously my thought. Um, let's see what else we've got here. Uh, a couple of you mentioning uh, Julian Draxler. It is being rumoured um, that Julian Draxler is uh, being offered by Paris Saint-Germain in a swap deal that would see Matteo Genduzzi uh, return to, uh, to to Paris. Look, Julian Draxler, I've said it before, we seem to be linked with him every year. We've been linked with him every year for the last 10, 15 years, honestly. All right, not 15 is an exaggeration, but at least for the last 8 to 10 years, you know, just, yep, Julian Draxler, Julian Draxler, Julian Draxler, Julian Draxler. You know, maybe I'm even exaggerating when I say 8 to 10, but I can't think of a transfer window in memory where we haven't been linked to him. If that deal was going to happen, it would happen a long time ago. I really do not. Um, for a second believe that Julian Draxler is going to come to Arsenal. If PSG want to cough up and want to take Matteo Genduzzi off of our hands, I'm sure Arsenal would be more than willing to let the Frenchman go. But Julian Draxler, I don't think, will be a part of any deal that Arsenal do this summer. Um, Omar asks, do you think our season could be over by November, seeing as we have tough opening fixtures? I don't rule that out, to be honest. Nah, I think that's been a little bit negative going into the start of the season. But at the end of the day, our aim this season is to qualify for the Champions League, whether that is via the league, whether that is via the Europa League. You know, I don't expect us to be out of the, the Europa League by November. Therefore, our season can't be over um, because we would still have the opportunity to achieve our season objective by winning that competition. I feel like with what Arsenal have shown in recent times under Mikel Arteta in terms of the way they they are good in one-off games, organised in one-off games, I feel like we're probably more equipped than we've ever been now to go on and win that Europa League competition. And if we did, not only would we be adding a, a European trophy to Arsenal's rich history, but we'd also be achieving our season target of qualifying for the UEFA Champions League which would be huge. It would be absolutely huge. It would be so, so important. It would be a real statement. It would mean the world um, to the club and, and it would just, you know, increase Mikel Arteta's profile, increase the belief in Mikel Arteta further. And he's already in a good place, Mikel Arteta, in terms of the support that he's got, but it will only get better. It will only grow. Um, and, you know, I, I just... I look forward to seeing what this man's going to bring to this football club. I really, really do. Right. Big thank you to everybody who's been tuned in throughout this stream. Uh, smash that like button if you haven't already. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. Leave your comments if you're watching via playback. And leave us a review if li you're listening via the audio. Um, Thank you once again for tuning in. We're going to be back tomorrow, but tomorrow's show is going to be a little bit different. Of course, we'll be keeping you up to date with any transfer news that crops up uh, between now and then. But we're going to be looking ahead uh, to uh, the game against Fulham. It'll be our first preview show 
of the 2020-21 season. And uh, I look forward uh, to to getting onto that and talking about some actual football as well. So, uh, yeah, hope you enjoy it. Uh, stick your notifications on if you haven't already. And that way you'll know when we go live and you'll be able to join us for that. Until next time, take care and uh, all the best. Ciao.